Welcome to the Connect Hope Podcast, a podcast to encourage pastors and ministry leaders who are striving to make Jesus famous. Hey, welcome to the Connect Hope Podcast. This is Gene Jennings, and I'm here with my buddy Chuck Gordon with Connect Hope. How you doing, buddy? I'm here, man. I'm glad Good. to be here. Good, Good to see you, bro. Good. <laughs> so, Chuck, today we are going to talk about navigating through conflict. I'd really rather not talk about conflict. So this is conflicting with with my desire to. I just I'm going to leave and let you talk about it if that's okay. Well, no. <laughs> you're actually illustrating a good point, Chuck, because conflict occurs anywhere, right? With family, with churches, with work, with any kind of group of people that get together. In fact, right, if you and I were on a deserted island somewhere, you know, you'd probably get tired of me, and we'd had conflict. I don't like the thought of being on a deserted island just with you. I mean, if other people know, it'd be fun. <laughs> Fun? fun for a day for it. Well, that's true. Sorry. Yeah. yeah we're going to have conflict yeah. even just talking I mean, about this. I would, so. I know, I, you know, <laughs> you steal my coconut and then I get mad. <laughs> Don't mess with those coconuts. But exactly. Anyway. So, so conflicts is human nature is what we're saying, right? It's going to happen between two people. It is. Um, and, it's not fun. No. It's uh, definitely going to happen in, uh, in family groups and households. It's going to happen in churches, which uh, a lot of our audience are church leaders, uh, but not everybody's a church leader. Thank you to those that are listening that just like us for some reason. Uh, I know we have people that are listening to us that they aren't, they're not on church staff. They're not necessarily church leaders or pastors, but they just enjoy our podcast for some reason. Well, that's crazy. It can be a symptom of mental health. I don't know. I'm sending but, them checks on the side, Gene. I, I wanted to tell you, <laughs> let you know. So no, the, um, yeah, if, if uh, in fact, I, I guarantee if uh, you are listening to this and have never navigated conflict, um, please go ahead and just turn this off because we don't want to mess up your perfect world. Um, because, <laughs> man, we, we all all struggle with it. Uh, if uh, you are breathing, you've navigated conflict. I Even you know going to the workplace, I think a, a recent Gallup poll is 2019, was saying that 85% of people that go to work uh, don't like their jobs. And so that means that that, that has to result in a lot of uh, dissatisfied people, a lot of conflict. Um, but 90% of them are speeding down the highway. Exactly. They're trying to get to work. They hate to go to. <laughs> and they're cutting you off. Yes. Uh, uh, giving you the international sign of discontent <laughs> as they, as they fly by. So anyway, <laughs> but now didn't you find the Gallup poll from 10 years ago? It was 71%, right? 71%, so which is crazy. So just a few matter of years, it went from 71% to 85%. Yeah. Yeah. That do not like their work. That's and, and that was, and the 85% is even pre-COVID. Oh, so, yeah. which, you know, if we think of, uh, I'm at one point, some point in time, we're going to stop using the word COVID yeah. as a marker in our history. But anyway, Are that's, we? I don't know. That's, I don't know. That's a point of I've been con- trying to use conflict. the word pandemic. pandemic. I don't know why I said the pandemic instead okay. of COVID, but. Okay. A little rabbit trail. That matters. Sure. But. Pandemic or pan-COVID. No, post-COVID. Okay. We're post-COVID now. I'm I'm getting conflicted with even the talking about this. So let's <laughs> let's move on. Darn it, Chuck! Say it the way I want you to say it. <laughs> oh man. Well, I, I know that that again, uh, dealing with conflict, it's it's going to happen um, in our households. It's going to happen in the workplace. Uh, it's definitely going to happen in churches. And um, so we know that this is uh, safe to talk about because we've all dealt with it. If you're not dealing with it, or I believe for many, there's a struggle to know how to deal with it. Um, Because if we're honest, there are some of us that are listening to this and you already in your mind are thinking of a situation 
and you're either reeling because you know you've got to face a tough situation and you're trying to avoid it, or you're the type of person that's going to go in with a bat and you're wanting to bash heads for people to realize, you know, you're right, they're wrong, et cetera. Um, we all have a tendency when it comes to conflict. And so that tendency is going to definitely going to um, determine how you're listening to this podcast today. So, yeah, it's funny how just how people are wired differently. Cause yeah. I have a friend and, um, and I feel like every time I talk to him, there's some kind of conflict going on either you know, he in initiated it or he came to him. And I told him one time, this is years ago, I said, you know, you're not happy unless you're in conflict with somebody. <laughs> because I feel like that's a tree. Yeah. It's almost like yeah. he thrived on conflict. Yep. Oh, I, and then you got people like me. Well, I, I do not like conflict. I understand. So, um, I just uh, avoid it like the plague or like the COVID or the yep. pandemic. But um, so, yeah, we'll, let's talk more about that later. But well, I know that I, I believe often that Christ followers, one of the things that in reading and researching and even kind of some prep for this, you know, one of the things that found, I believe it's so true that Christ followers, we often struggle with conflict because um, we feel that we have to sacrifice the truth because we need to extend grace. There's a there's that thing of and we go overboard sacrificing the truth of what's really going on. Um, and sometimes we, we don't even. Uh, if we were going to speak the truth, we don't know how to speak it with grace. I know that some, there are some people that are like, well, I'm just telling the truth now. And, and, and yeah. they feel like, okay, they really don't know how to present something with grace. And so they bring out a sledgehammer and start swinging. Right. I'm just doing it. Jesus love. And then they, you know, <laughs> start hitting people with a hammer. Um, or Bible. Or Bible. Excuse me. Yes. Uh, the um, We can often worry about uh, hurting other people's feelings. And so we uh, we don't really know what to say. Um I think Some, that's a big one is people, well, I don't yeah. want to hurt their feelings, you know, oh, yeah. so I'm just going to yeah. let it ride or whatever. Oh, let them do goodness. what they want to do. Um, and, and it's in, there's even the element of uh, sometimes we feel like we, because we're Christ followers, we've got to support someone, even though we genuinely disagree with them, we see it's totally different. And, and so we don't hold up with the truth. We don't deal with conflict. Um, yeah. I know personal nature is, I just assume not deal with it, but at mm -hmm. the same time, uh, I've had to learn over the years and, and, and part of this through marriage relationship, you know, if we're anything that's, that's worth having, it's worth fighting for. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes that even comes in the marriage relationship, but it's fighting in a healthy way. Um, it's kind of as a counselor that uh, I, I did a lot of counseling classes back in seminary and, and a counselor eventually met with basically saying it's kind of like when you're navigating conflict in marriage, it's also very similar in, in ministry and otherwise it's, it's looking at the, the target, the bullseye is being the, the issue, but you don't sit across from uh, your spouse and, you know, shoot at the target. Right. You've got to sit on the same side and shoot the target. Otherwise, you're shooting at each other, oh, if that cool. makes sense. And, and the same with ministry. It's realizing what's our goal here. It's mm -hmm. not it's not you're my enemy, um, especially in ministry. It's not that the other person or is my enemy, but we're in this together. What's the, what's the goal? What's the thing that is the, the conflict, right? Uh, you're not the conflict, but there's an issue that's a conflict. And mm. so anyway, that's good. Um, that's good. I, you know, when I think about navigating conflict for me, um, it's just, it's breaking the ice. It's, you know, something <clears throat> happened, whether it's your wife or kid or boss or whoever, staff member, friend, um, something happens, the conflicts there, the tensions there. Yep. You dwell on it. You don't sleep for a couple of nights or maybe a couple yep. of weeks. Uh, it's a constant conversation going going on in your head. 
and you have these imaginary conversations going on, <laughs> of, you know, where things go off the deep end. And, um, but to me, um, for me anyway, it's if I can just break the ice of somehow, um, I can just get into the conversation yep. with that person. Yep. Once I break the ice, once the, the conflict is addressed, then I feel like it's much easier from that point on. Okay. There, obviously, honesty has to take place, yep. humility, all those things. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's just getting to that point of discussing it and looking face-to-face with that person and saying, hey, we, we need to talk about. No doubt. We've got a problem here we need to talk yep. about. Well, it's, and, and what I think it, it's, uh, it's crazy as you mentioned it, what I think happens with me, and I wonder if it happens with, with those who are listening, is I, I believe that we all have a tendency to play out that argument mm-hmm. uh, in our mind. And in most situations, we already play out that the other person is going to have an awakening going and say, oh, you're right, and admit that they're wrong. Yeah. And it never happens that way. Um, uh, we, we imagine that we the argument we have and how we hope that they're going to wake up and realize we're correct. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, it never turns out that way. Yeah. Um, I hate those imaginary conversations <laughs> because they, like, they never turn out the way. I don't know if it's the reason I'm wired or the way I'm wired, uh, but always that imaginary conversation always goes the wrong way. Yeah. And then in the reality, whenever the conversation does happen, yeah. it's always much better than I had imagined. No doubt. Well, I know, I know it's all about, it, it really is, when it comes to conflict, it really does start off with having um, the, the right, the proper heart attitude, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just God's word, Galatians 1, saying we're to be meek. Um, you know, in James 4, it says, you know, we're to be humble. And Ephesians 4, you know, we're to be forgiving. Even James uh, 1, talking about uh, what, that word that we all hate, we're all called to be patient. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it starts off with that hard attitude, but that said, it, it, the number one thing I believe we should do when it comes to conflict, and, and many of us, I believe, do it. I think some of us say we do this, but we don't actually do it, is to pray for that person oh, yeah. and pray for that situation. We talk about, yes, I'm going to pray about it, but are we really <laughs> seriously praying about it? Um, I've heard it said, and I believe it's so true, that it is almost impossible to stay angry with someone when you pray for them. Right. Um, and and that's uh, a powerful statement, and, and it is true. Mm-hmm. Um I, I pray when well, I pray for somebody that's in a conflict situation and I find that, um, and this happened over and over and over again, I still don't like them a lot, but <laughs> I love them. And I know that, okay, I've got to work this out. And Jesus Christ loves right. them. So, yeah. And you're right. The, we're praying for them. We're not praying that, um, that we'll win them over to our side, <laughs> you know, that we'll win speak the for argument. Your, speak for yourself. Yeah. Jim. That's, that's what I pray. No, <laughs> but yeah, definitely praying for them. And even, you know, when you're praying for them, you're you're trying to see maybe their perspective. Yeah. You know, where yeah. they're coming from, maybe their background, what what led them to this point of conflict. Yeah. Um, definitely, don't want it. To, it sounds trite, but we don't want it to be. It definitely is a matter. It should be a matter of prayer. No doubt. Well, at least praying number is the first thing that comes to mind as we're talking through this. The the second one I was thinking about. Um, we've talked with our daughters about this and, and, and many times they're growing up and it's easy for us to tell, it's easy for me to tell them that, it, but it's, it's hard for me to do is, is to own it, mm. um, to own any element of the conflict that's mine. Mm. Uh, I want to find fault in somebody else before I want to find it. It's, it's the whole Matthew seven uh, passage about removing the log before right. I find the speck. Oh, yeah. and, and 
it's it's so much so that just uh, you know again want to pray for them. But the good thing about prayer is it helps me to own my part um, that, okay, I've got responsibility in this. Mm-hmm. Um, again, as, as I've heard it said, thinking you're not the problem is often the problem. And, and that's um, uh, thinking of yourself as not being the problem is right. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we found yeah. the problem. <laughs> now, um, do you, let's say, for example, you have a conflict with somebody you work with, would you, discuss it with your wife and maybe your wife, for example, would say, well, now Chuck, maybe you're the problem here. And that causes some resolution in your mind so that you can approach that person and humbly ask their forgiveness or whatever you need to do to rectify the situation. Is it wise to go to a third party before you address the person you have the conflict with? Mm. Good, man. That's a great question. Um, and I, I've often, you know, heard it said, and I know you have to navigate this individually, that if you're sharing information with somebody who's not a part of the issue, the situation or cannot do anything about it, then it's purely gossip. And, and mm-hmm. when you share information that really has, and, and especially if it's confidential, but at the same time, um, yes, sometimes we do need somebody that's going to be shoot straight with us. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I believe you're. You're on the money, but it's it's doing that very carefully, very wisely. Right. But somebody that's going to shoot straight with us to tell us, eh, you kind of got to like a tuba for sticking out there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I know you see the twig in their eye, but uh, have you considered? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll just in my example, I'm not sure. Sometimes I don't. I wouldn't go to my wife about yeah. things because yeah. um, she doesn't always like to know all the dirty little oh, yeah. secrets yeah. sometimes. Um, but it may be another staff member or friend or whatever. Yep. Well, in, in it, it is that element of if something in confidence, then you don't need to you know bring it out. And, and we don't want to bring our spouse in or family in in a way that they don't, they don't need to be involved. Um, but but also sometimes, too, I don't know about you, but but sometimes there are are things in ministry, things in work that um, I don't want to bring my spouse and family in mm-hmm. from this vantage point because I don't want them to have a bad view of right. that person or these persons. Um, even though we're at conflict, I, I still know that um, I don't want, I, I want them to enjoy being a part of this body of Christ or mm-hmm. this, this situation. Is that kind of where you're coming from too? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, it's because if you weren't yeah. coming from that direction, it would have been wrong, but I just want to let you know. So, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> we're there. <laughs> I think kind of, so we're talking about, you know, praying, uh, owning it. Um, another step is simply this, addressing it uh, directly, you know, go to the person. Um, I know Matthew 18 says, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between, it's between you and him alone. Um, if he listens to you, you've gained a brother, you know, and mm-hmm. I know, so that's, that's huge to have, but um, to, to address it directly and not beat around the bush. I've, I've, I've been in conflict before where I've had other, it's almost like you're back in middle school. Well, <laughs> such such said that they're upset with you. And yeah. it's like, what? <laughs> Talk- you can't act like middle school or something. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Talk with me directly. Right. Let's do this. But it's, it's hard. It goes back to what you said with every conversation I've had. That's like that is direct. I don't know about you. I've had those nights sometimes that I'm debating, mm-hmm. how do I approach this? And, and, and I'm laboring over it and I should have just gone just yeah. to that person instead of sweating it out. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you a funny story. Um, years ago when I pastored a traditional church and, and um, I don't know if they still do this, but 
uh, we used to collect the offerings in Sunday school yep. class. And so yep. everybody brought in most of the, all the regular community people, they came to Sunday school and that's where they gave their offering. Yep. They didn't put their offering in the plate in the worship service. It was a Sunday school offering. And yep. so, which was, when you think about it, crazy. So every Sunday school class had a, a treasure yep. that collected everybody's money. And then they took it up to the Sunday school superintendent or whatever. Anyway, I'm chasing a rabbit, but uh, long story short, we found out that there was in one particular class, um, some money wasn't making it from the Sunday school room <laughs> to the oh. office. And we set up kind of a sting operation and we caught the person that was doing it. And he was stealing from the church, from the Sunday school oh class. And goodness. I had to confront him. Oh, that's painful. And yeah. So I go over to his house one day and um, confronted him and of course, he didn't see me coming. He was out in his yard and he was smoking a big cigar. Mm. And, I, and I could care less that he smoked a cigar, but I guess he felt like, oh, the preacher's here. I don't want to see him smoking. Yeah, yeah. So, and this is in the wintertime, so it was a coat. he had a coat on. So I saw him take the cigar and, and he put it in his coat pocket and he was talking to me the whole time. And, and I got to be kind of, I was a little humored by the whole thing. I don't know how long I can keep him here before that cigar burns his hand. Yeah, I was going to say, you can burn his hand or burn a hole in his, his coat. Yeah. But I addressed it, uh, you know, like it wasn't comfortable, but I brought, you know, addressed it. And um, I, I won't get, tell you the rest of the story, but um, but I think about that a lot. I wondered how long he was going to stand there until that cigar started smoking in his jacket. No doubt. And that's, and that's a painful story, man, to have to do that. I mean, it's, it's one thing to have a conflict over something that is, is not, um, it's more preference or, uh, direction, but, but when you have somebody doing something like that, that's, uh, yeah. You know, I'm a 30 something year old young pastor. He was late fifties, probably as much older than me. Yeah. So yeah, but we got it done. Well, there, there are times in, in meeting with pastors, one of the thing that, one of the things I find, again, there are many of the pastors I, I've met with that have navigated conflict. They're, they're really trying to navigate it with grace. And, yeah. and it is so hard sometimes when, especially when the person doesn't receive it. Um, I, I know in, in God's word, you know, Ephesians 4 basically says we're supposed to speak the truth in love. Uh, and we grow in every way, basically in and head who is Christ. And that's when we speak the truth in love. But I know sometimes people don't respond. And that's where, even though Matthew 8, 18, 15 says that we're supposed to, uh, but brother, since he gives you, go, go and confront him. But 16, verse 16 follows and says, if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, again, there's evidence of, of two or three witnesses. And, and, and I've done that. And that's, um, uh, it's very rarely turned out well mm. from vantage point. Usually that person is very defensive in the yeah. first place. Um, at the same time, it's that mandate were to, to do it. And, um, and I believe that does affect when we're in conflict, we, we do need to you know, not talk about that person. We need to go to them. But my desire when we've met is, has been, um, reconciliation. I can't think of a situation where it wasn't reconciliation. I just wanted to correct the situation right. and it didn't turn out well. And that was, that was bad on me hmm. uh, because I was just like, we're going to correct this, blah, blah, blah. And, and it kind of like a sledgehammer. Um, <laughs> and even though I had the two witnesses yeah. with me, but it wasn't a matter of going in with grace Yeah, and well, you're just ready to get it over with and yeah. move on. Oh yeah. And sometimes that's not the right way to do yeah. it. Yeah. I, I was so tired of the situation yeah. and, and looking back, that was on me. I've had to apologize for sometimes handling conflict 
just because usually if, and maybe some listeners are like me, usually when I get to the point of addressing it, usually I've dealt with it way too long. Mm. Um, I don't know if you're that way. It's, it's usually I've internalized it and, and I, I don't want to get to the point of bitterness or, or otherwise, but it's like, I've tried to put up with it and, and I've, and, and I use, I make it, I spiritualize it. I extend a lot of grace, but ultimately I'm avoiding conflict. Let's yeah. just, you know, I'm, I'm just being real. I think sometimes we can say we're extending grace when actually we're just avoiding dealing with the conflict we need to deal with. Yeah. Um, and if we deal with it earlier on, we wouldn't have the blow up or whatever else. Right. Now I have dealt with multiple situations that God has shown up and just a lot of reconciliation. It's been amazing. Right. But I've also have learned and, and I'm still learning just, got to deal with it early on. Um, so anyway, and, what else you got? What are the thoughts do you have as far as navigating through conflict? Well, it, it kind of goes with that whole thing of address it correctly. I believe, you know, another point is, is really to when you're going to meet with somebody and this is hard, especially when somebody has, is an error or they've done something that we need to address. It's, um, really praying for and believing the best of, of them. Um, cause a lot of times, uh, you and I know the circumstances people are walking through. They, they don't know it. Mm-hmm. I can, my bride and I can think of the different neighbors we have and each one of them are walking through situations that just, it, it skews how they act and, and respond. Right. And one of the things that um, I've learned, and this is again, that thing of age, I've seen so many people uh, that are in, in a conflict situation because they're dealing with so much that other people don't know about. Right. And so it's, it's believing the best and giving them, um, I, it's kind of, again, goes that, uh, that ex- saying or that expression that when you believe the best about others, you tend to get the best from others. You, mm. but we, when we go in and, and it's, it's not going in blaming the other person. Um, but it's looking at, you know, how we can walk through this situation. Bottom line, uh, I believe that one of the best ways we can navigate conflict is to go in, um, praying for that person, starting off the time in prayer. And this is especially in church conflict. This right. is especially in marriage conflict, starting off in prayer, but then also share the, the positive goal outcome. What, what do we want to see happen as a result mm-hmm. of this? Um, if that person knows that you're coming in with guns loaded, um, they're going to yeah. be reeling. Yeah. Um, but if they know that you're coming in going, we don't like the situation. We want to see God honored here. We want to see restoration. This goes with marriage. This right. goes with, with church. Uh, if, if the goal is to be, have an outcome where God's glorified and we're going to work this out for his glory and we want everybody to come out of here good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe there, there's more of a, an authenticity that goes in the room. I believe there's right. the Holy spirit can do miracles yeah. as a result. Well, I love go back to your illustration of the target. I love the idea of instead of the other person being the target that you're both aimed at the problem. Yeah. That's the target. Yeah. And um, so, for example, you mentioned church leadership. I think if you could start a conversation off by saying, hey, look, we know it's clear in Scripture that we need to maintain the unity of the church. And so, therefore, we need to talk about this because this is creating disharmony, disunity. Uh, We know that God, you know, obviously desires for our marriage to be uh, successful. You know, we need to talk about what's causing this damage in our marriage relationship. So I like the idea of focusing on the the right target. Yeah. And then doing it in a positive way and not blaming, like you said, that's that's really good, Chuck. Well, that even again comes out of a um, early on marriage counseling my wife and I are part of, and again just the, the counselor just reminding her, saying, you know, again, you're not my enemy. 
And mm-hmm. sometimes we need to remind each other, even though we can be married to somebody or we're on staff with an you know, incredible team, right? just going, you're not, man, here, the problem, this issue yeah. is the enemy. That's, that's the, uh, the thing we need to target. Um, how can we honor God in this? Yeah. And it's easier said than done. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if we don't have those markers out there, uh, if we don't have that there to protect us, to get us back on track too often, we can get in those, we all get in those ruts. And I believe probably for many, uh, the same ruts that you're you're struggling with, maybe in marriage relationships, uh, maybe with parents, with children, uh, you're going to carry those same tendencies into the workplace or into ministry. True. And so um, we've, we've got to be careful that we don't let our, our bad habits um, be destructive in, in any one of those. And yeah. so, man, just work. Good. We got to work out and pray through them. So. Well, Chuck, we need to wrap it up for the day, but I just want you to know that I feel better that if you and I were on a deserted island somewhere in the South Pacific, we might could survive. That's good. And I would share my coconut with you. Th- thank you. That's that's wonderful to know. And I'm I'm very thankful, Gene. And um, I would prefer if we're going to be in an island, I could be in the Caribbean and just go ahead and saying, if you want to be in the South Pacific, that's fine, but I, I prefer not. <laughs> So anyway, more likely to have a cruise ship pass by, you know, if, if we're in the, <laughs> That's the good in, point. in the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. So, and that way we that can Tom catch Hanko a ride. Problem. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. So why, why did he pick, you know, an island out yeah, in, exactly. in the middle why of nowhere? Why didn't FedEx send him to the Caribbean? To the, <laughs> exactly. In the middle of nowhere. I've been asking that question for anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. But he had Wilson to help with his company. He did. So he anyway, did. we're really going off now, aren't we? So, All right, Chuck, tell us about Connect Hope. We need to wrap this baby up. So uh, just contact us. We'll mail you a volleyball. You can name it as Wilson. And, and now I don't know where we're going with that. Anyway, man, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Connect Hope, man, we're here to encourage pastors and uh, unite ministries. And, and we're about kingdom work. And, and I, I hope that you'll uh, let us know any way we can be there for you. Um, we actually have a uh, uh, we do roundtables. Uh, at different points in the year. And if you'd like to be a part of one of those for senior pastors, lead pastors, and those are, again, are about uniting pastors together. The round table is purely a springboard to get pastors together where they start lock, start locking arms together, um, doing ministry together, doing life together, being real with each other. Uh, because let's be real, there are a lot of uh, leaders out there that they can't share some things with others that, but they can, they can relate with each other and they mm-hmm. can kick each other's tails and hold each other up. Yeah. And so, um, Anyway, if you'd like to hear more about Connect Hope, how we can be here for you, you can go to our website at connecthope.org or uh, just email me at chuckg at connecthope.org. That's C-H-U-C-K-G at C-O-N-N-E-C-T-H-O-P-E dot O-R-G. And we'd be uh, so honored to hear from you. And um, again, we're just so thankful you joined us today. All right, man. Well, thanks for listening. And thanks, Chuck, for your time. And we will see you next time Next time on the <laughs> Connect Hope podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening today. If today's podcast hit home with you, we hope you'll share it with other ministry leaders. If there's any way we can be here for you, please contact us at connecthope.org. Until next time, let's make Jesus famous. Thank you.